You are listening to Rebel Femme Podcast. Networking 101, Episode 9. I'm your host, Marella Manelli. And I'm Yadira Munoz. We spend a lot of time servicing women behind the chair in our pink hair salon. And believe it or not, we know more than we sometimes want to know about what goes on in our clients' lives. In this podcast, we are going to get real and raw. Tune in as we have honest conversations about women's issues, beauty, life, and everything super random. No topic is off limits. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. All right, welcome back to our ninth podcast. And today we're really excited because we have our third guest, fourth guest, fourth fourth guest, <laughs> Tiara. So welcome, Tiara. Hi. <laughs> so Tiara, why don't you go ahead and introduce um, yourself to our listeners? Who is Tiara? Hi guys, I'm Tiara. I'm a hairstylist slash makeup artist here at Rebel Femme Salon, and I've been doing hair since about 2010, so almost 10 years now, and I absolutely love it, and I absolutely love working at Rebel Femme. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess before we get into our topic today, which is networking 101, and the reason why, for all of you listeners out there, uh, we are we chose Tiara to talk about Networking 101 because she is really, really, really good at networking, <laughs> and she's really good at driving her own business, and so I thought it would be a really great topic for hairstylists, makeup artists, skin therapists, or really any Anybody. industry yeah, that could get something um, from this podcast today from you. So before we get into that, though, um, we wanted to know a little bit, I guess, more about you and (laughs) (laughs) and why did you choose to become a hairstylist? So that was not my original intention. I didn't know that I wanted to be a hairstylist at any point in my life (laughs) up until during cosmetology school. Um, I thought I was going to be an elementary school teacher because I grew up loving kids and um, I actually wanted to be a singer, but that was something that was never um, entertained by any of my family members. (laughs) So teacher was practical. And then I started college in 2008. And that's when the recession hit and teachers were getting pink slipped, aka fired. And so um, that just didn't seem like a stable career anymore. So I spent about a year and a half at Saddleback trying to figure out what I was going to do with myself. And all my friends kept telling me that I should do cosmetology because I did everybody's hair and makeup before we went out. And we went out a lot. (laughs) And then one day my dad came up to me and he said, hey, I met with the counselor at Saddleback and I will fully pay for your cosmetology school. If it's something that you really want to do, it's a year program. I set up. uh, So Saddleback is the community college. Yes. So just for everyone that doesn't know. So. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> so not everybody's here in South OC. So Saddleback's a community college. So you, yes. get, you would get college credits and you were already going to Saddleback? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I was just doing general ed, trying to figure it all out and taking random classes, trying to find a career. And so he said that he would pay for it if I was serious about it, which I wasn't being serious about school that whole year and a half. And so I said, okay, I'll meet with a counselor. 
started going to cosmetology school and that's when I realized, oh my gosh, this is what I should have been doing my whole life. What did you like about <laughs> cosmetology school? Like, what was the thing that, like... Well, I grew up being pressured through honors classes from kindergarten through college, and it was the first time that I didn't feel like I was going to school. It was just not necessarily the easiest thing in the world, but it was fun. Mm -hmm. And school had always been something that wasn't fun, even though I was good at it, if that makes sense. Now, there's yeah. a lot of pressure with school. Yeah. Tons of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I know I put pressure on my kids all the time. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I have boys, though. They don't like to do their work. <laughs> really? They try to take the easy way out. Mm. Okay, so you fell in love with the cosmetology school, and it was that, like, something that's offered full-time at Saddleback, or, like, um, how, f how quick of a program is Saddleback? So with Saddleback, it was a full-time program, but it was through Saddleback at a different location, okay. literally right next to the Laguna Hills DMV. And so, yeah. Oh, okay. I remember that setup then. Okay. That makes so much sense. But then mm -hmm. like another, was it Advanced Beauty College or something like that kind of took it over? Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. So is it through Advanced Beauty College or was it through Saddleback? I'm so confused. I don't know. It's like, been 10 years. <laughs> But um, when I was going, it started off being called um, Lake Forest Beauty College, I believe, and then transitioned into a name that I'm, like, totally blanking on right now, yeah. but it was never Advanced Beauty College when I was going. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, um, I guess to kind of skip ahead to the networking portion... Is that something that you were always good at, or is this something that you kind of learned along the way, or is it something you knew you had to do, or like how did you how did you go about, I guess, going from college to cosmetology school and then being like, okay, I need to network. Well, I've always been good at talking to people, and I talk to everyone, and <laughs> <laughs> I embarrass my husband with how much I talk to everyone, like even the guy in the drive through window. Um, <laughs> but so, actually, in college, like I said, I played around a lot. I was a club promoter, and so that's all I would do is talk to people and get people to come to the clubs, so that granted me free entry to all of the clubs that I wanted to go to, and I got paid $2 per person, which was nothing, but it was college money, so... So it was something. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was starting assisting and taking clients and trying to figure out how to build my business and navigate that world. I was talking to my grandma who's been in Rotary for forever What's and Rotary. Rotary Club is oh, okay. Have you heard of Rotary? Okay. No, I haven't. It's it's a group of <laughs> business people uh, that get together once a week. They have lunch together and they all donate to several different uh, causes. So it's a philanthropic group full of business people. So they connect with one, with one another and then they give out money to charities and organizations and they hold, like, charity events and whatnot. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I had been going to Rotary with my grandma since I was a baby, so... Is that, like, mostly, like, old people? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
There are some. There are some like mid thirties oh, and up, but for the most part, it's it tends to be older. But there's Rotary all over the world, even in different countries. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, really, your grandmother's kind of the one to, like, introduce you to yes. networking. Okay. So, she's been a self-employed business owner her whole life. And so, she introduced me to Rotary since I was a baby. And then she suggested, when I was building my business, to go join the Laguna Niguel Chamber of Commerce, which she's actually one of the founding members of the Laguna Niguel Chamber of Commerce. And so, I joined, and that's what started me networking. Oh, awesome. I love that. Okay. So now, I guess kind of like fast forward to today. <laughs> so yeah. kind of like a little peek into like, I guess the introduction of that. So fast forward to today, what are some of the things that you do to help your business that you find very, very helpful? Like what are like the top three to five things that you do for networking? Okay. Well, I would say always go to every event that you're invited to. You never know who you're going to meet, and you never know who's going to be interested in what you do. And number two would be... Wait, wait, before you oh, go on, yeah. I just have a question already. <laughs> yeah. So if you go to an event, like yeah. what type of events? Like when you say anything, event... Anything, like anything you're invited to, a birthday party, a baby shower... Is that why you're coming to my baby shower? <laughs> Clearly, you'll, it'll be full of hairdressers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm going oh. for the slide. <laughs> so, when you go to these events, how do you network yourself? How, what do you do? Like, what's your what's your your pitch? Well, so I don't ever go with the full intention of making a client out of somebody. I go to meet people and I also love to have friends and I love to hang out with a bunch of different people. I'm like the opposite of my husband. He gets embarrassed everywhere we go, but I just find people that I can connect with. And also I don't like being alone or feeling like a loner. So if I go somewhere and I'm not sitting with anybody, I don't feel right. So I find somebody that I can talk to, then I connect with them and then Eventually, I try to work my business into the conversation or it just happens naturally. But really, I feel like life is all about making connections and that's what's most important. And that should be the heart of everything you do is making connections with people rather than trying to make money. And then the money comes because you're being genuine. Okay. So is this uh, when you go to these events, are you taking your business card? I always have my business cards in my purse. Okay. But... Sometimes I forget my purse. I mean, everybody, everybody's on Instagram and, yeah. and uses phone numbers. So business cards are great. But if I don't have a business card, it doesn't mean that somebody is not going to try to get their hair done from me. I can just give them my cell phone and they can text me anytime. Yeah. Okay, so number one, you go to go to as many events as you can possibly go to. Go to all the events. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you're invited to. So what's number two? Number two would be I just talk to everyone everywhere I go. And I started doing that. Um, <laughs> I started doing that. As you can tell, Tiara is very extroverted. Yeah. <laughs> and this isn't something that everybody has to do. This is just what's worked for me. Yeah. 
and it just happened naturally. Like I said, it's not something that I, I do with the intention of grabbing a client, but I talk to people everywhere I go because I have been in the service industry my whole life, starting with working at Dairy Queen. And I know how people feel. And I feel like when somebody has a genuine conversation with somebody behind the counter, it brightens their day. I know how boring it is to work. And especially at places like, I don't know, Tall Mouse or Toys R Us. I worked there for a while or Dairy Queen. I've had every single job that you can imagine. And my day was made when somebody took the time to hang out with me and talk to me. And I wasn't just stocking shelves or handing people food, but they genuinely cared about having a conversation with me. And I have gotten clients from that. Like recently, the guy who fixed my garage door is one of my clients now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So this kind of goes back to a couple of the podcasts we've already had, Yudira, like how important it is to work customer service or yes. retail. So Tiara, you've had th- those backgrounds of like, working with people so you've been on both or not both ends we're all on both ends of the spectrum but (laughs) I guess what I'm trying to say is like you've been in retail or you've done like food service you've been the server and you've also been the customer yeah yes and so you understand like both aspects of that yeah gosh tall tall mouse does that even exist anymore what is that? It's I like think a, it does. It's a craft store. How do you store. not know what Tall Mouse is? You're like <laughs> old lady Michael's shopper. This didn't happen until like my late 20s, okay? Tall Mouse? <laughs> yeah, it's like a Michael's Joann's. I never worked at Tall Mouse, but I used it oh. as an example. <laughs> <laughs> I did work at Toys R Us, though, which does not exist anymore. No, no. but I heard it's coming back. Really? Yeah. Someone, really? Someone bought it, and they're going to be oh, like, yeah, revamping it. How are you going to be a kid without walking through a toy store? Oh, Emmy's yeah. going to be so happy. She was arguing with me the other day that it was still open. Oh, Walked yeah. up to the store. I'm like, no, it's closed. <laughs> so, yeah, they're still closed. I heard or I read somewhere that some very wealthy person purchased uh, Toys R Us, and they're basically like going to facelift it, revamp it, and have like this really big launch. But I don't know... If that's true or not. Wow. So that'd be cool because, cool. It, I mean, totally off topic here. But you know, like, because <laughs> um, I always thought, too, like, Toys R Us just became kind of like this warehouse. It wasn't anything. There was no experience anymore. Mm-mm. You know? it Like, there was lack of experience when you go into Toys R Us. So it just, like, you were like, well... I can go look at the toy in person and then just buy it on Amazon. Exactly. It just became obsolete. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So number three, what was like, what would be like the third? So the third and most important, I know you know what I'm going to say. No, actually I don't. Really? (laughs) My queen bees. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So tell us about your queen bees. So I've been in several different networking groups and I do networking activities all the time, but my most favorite is my queen bee group and it's a group of women in Orange County and there are a bunch of different hives and so there's, yeah, it's real cheeky, but there's a hive in a bunch of different cities, and I'm part of the Laguna Hills hive. And, that is so cute. Yeah, and I'm a queen bee. You, know? you guys should all have, like, little bee lapels. We have bee stuff. <laughs> but it's not like we wear bee stuff unless we're like there was a 5k that they did and they all wore bee wings and the little bee antennas and that was cute, cute. <laughs> yeah 
So who's like the, like the queen bee? Though? Yeah, who's the actual queen bee? The queen bee is Missy Bovberg, and she started. <laughs> her name is so cute too. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. You'll see her in here next week, actually. Okay. Oh, is she the one that's you. always under queen bee on your books? No, there's a lot of queen bees oh, on my books. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, they've supported my business really well, and I support theirs. But in the Queen... So, anyway, Missy, she's the leader. She started the group. Um, I believe it was called something else to begin with, and then she changed it into Queen Bee, and she has a whole story, which is really cute to hear. And she started the Queen Bee name, and then she grew the group, and now it's a bunch, I think, eight different groups right now. Um, is it just in California? Is that where this is like so far? At? She wants to branch it out more, but I believe the group's only been around for about three years. Okay, oh, wow, yeah, so it's so, pretty. It's pretty new. Yeah, but the goal of Queen Bee is to grow each person's business by thirty percent each year, and it's category exclusive. So once you lock in your category, you're the only person there in that category. Oh. And the goal is also not to buy from each other, but to use your network and your circle to expand someone else's circle so that you are, whenever somebody thinks, oh, I need a hairdresser, then they would think of me and refer me out. And we tend to use each other because we love each other. We see each other every week. We want to support each other, but also because... Once we've used the other person's service or bought from them, then we can more accurately refer them out and say, I've used this person for this, so I can say that they are great because of this. Gotcha. So this is a weekly commitment. Yes. So how um, how long do you guys meet for? About an hour, 8.30 to 9.30 every Thursday. At night or morning? Morning, morning. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, that's still, that's, that's early. early. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> You're a morning person. Yeah, you are a morning oh, person. Oh, I never was. I never was. But just caffeine runs through my veins now. So then you are the only makeup and um, hair person in your hive. Yes. There's a Mary Kay girl. Okay. So she sells Mary Kay, but I am the service provider. So Correct. I do hair and makeup. Okay. Gotcha. So I guess kind of like outline like what types of... of uh, business entities exist in your hive there so there's a doTERRA essential oils person okay which I want to get in here <laughs> to show some oils and what we can do with them um there is an insurance person is that a little thing that I have yeah it's the it's yeah essential oil diffusers yeah. oh okay okay yeah and she she said she can explain how we can reduce our toxic load since we're already have our hands in chemicals and all of that. Okay. And <laughs> then there's an insurance person. I believe it's home and auto. And then she did my business insurance for here. So she does kind of like all of that. And she's the crafty one that made the flowers. Oh, oh okay. okay. Um, so <laughs> the flowers and finance class that we need to Jinx. have. <laughs> And then there's a financial advisor, and she's the one helping me with my Roth IRA and my, what is it called when, I don't know why I'm blanking on so much stuff right now, but when people die, and then there's a... Life insurance? Life insurance. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just when people die. What is that insurance called? <laughs> it's not death insurance. No. <laughs> it really should be called death yeah, insurance, right. but I think they call it life insurance, so it's not as morbid. Right. At the end of your life, no. 
Um, and then there is a girl with a company called Life Vantage, which is a company where they use science to activate your cells so that they can perform to their highest productivity level. Like, it's strengthening your mitochondria and your neurons and your synapses and all of that. It's all kind of internal. Then there's Dr. Nona with her Soul Scale weight loss program that I've been on. Yep. <laughs> and and these are all people that I think you've at one point or, or another have mentioned throughout your course of time here yeah. Yeah, at the salon. I see them every week, so they're like my buddies. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, it's like kind of like they, because as, as often as you are... You know, I feel like as often as we come into the salon, you kind of like build friendships with the people you work with. So meeting people weekly. Yeah. I can imagine you build connections and and all of that. So that's actually really smart instead of being like, oh, we're going to meet once a month because what good is once a month? No. Because once a week is like. You keep that connection alive. Yeah. And it thrives better than it would like totally a month. So what types of things do you do then in these meetings that benefit each other? So in the Queen Bee meeting specifically, we start off with giving a 60-second intro on each person. And so we just give a 60 seconds, you know, a promotion or whatever's going on in our business or just giving a a little spiel of what we do if there's new people that are visiting the group so that they can get to know us. And then there's a 15-minute speaker. And so each of us get to speak for 15 minutes at some point in time, and we go in order. And so it ends up being like every six months we get the spotlight to speak for 15 minutes about our business. And then that whole week until the next week, it's the group's job to keep that person front of mind, obviously to, to refer everybody in the group, but to keep that person specifically front of mind to try to introduce them to somebody new or put them on the Nextdoor app or, you know, blast them somewhere on their Facebook. Yeah. And then we, we do give to charities and stuff like that. But that's primarily what we do to build business. And then at the end of the meeting, we all, some will leave and some will stay and chat or buy from each other or schedule one-on-ones. So not only do we, we meet once a week, but we try to do one-on-ones where outside of the group, we'll get together one-on-one and get to know each other. Cool. That's awesome. So yeah. how do people, because you said that you guys occasionally have guests how do people get invited is it just other members that bring somebody along yeah that's usually how it is but also we are on what's meetup (laughs) oh okay yeah so people have found us on meetup too cool okay so you use social in some type of avenue to meet new people they do they do (laughs) yeah But typically we bring people to the group to visit. And then if we're absent, we should have a substitute. And so we'll have somebody substitute for us and then they'll be able to meet that person that way too. What other, I guess, is there anything else that you would say you utilize for networking? So is there like a number four or five? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, just networking groups in general are awesome. I started off networking in the Chamber of Commerce, and that's a mixed bag. It's a lot of men mixed with the women. Mm -hmm. And 
I felt like for my industry and for myself, it wasn't conducive because men don't tend to be as loyal to their hairdresser as women because they can go to a $6 barbershop or they can get a haircut almost anywhere. And also, I have a lot of tattoos. I'm a young girl. I sometimes have mermaid hair. A lot of older men don't tend to take those type of people seriously. So... I feel like I wasn't getting a lot of exposure in the Chamber of Commerce, even though it's a great way to get to know people. So I le- once I started the Queen Bees, that's when I left the Chamber of Commerce. And I also go to any networking events that I'm invited to, which is just kind of like a night type ordeal usually. I will, last year since we bought our home, I invited people over for a couple different events at my house. I had my housewarming party, my birthday party, and then I had a craft party, painting pumpkins. And so any excuse to get people together, a whole bunch of different types of people together, is just going to help connect people. And I love connecting people. That's awesome. Well, what I wanted to say that I haven't said yet (laughs) is that um, a lot of people, when they start networking, they give up really fast. And we have even had some members in our Queen Bee group that sign up for the six months and they get everything that they can or everybody that they can to purchase their product and then they leave. Okay, so this is just like the Queen Bee specifically is like a six month commitment. No, uh, six months to a year, and then you you re-enroll. So it's it's a fee that you pay oh, every six okay. months or every year. It's a little less expensive for the six month. So I mean, it makes sense. But you know, like when you're thinking to like of your industry specifically, like you your focus is mostly on women, even though you right. do offer men services. The women women hair coloring extensions, like all of that, that's where your money's at really. Mm-hmm. Right. So it just just makes sense for you to like really focus on women. And I think too, like women are just really good at connecting each other. Yeah. Versus something like a chamber of commerce. I know I joined the Mission Viejo Chamber of Commerce and that um, went all down south. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But I, one of the things that I had noticed too is you take on a lot of extra opportunities for showing your work. So, like, for example, you know, I've heard of you, like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to go donate my time to do hair or makeup for this because you're more about, like, the experience, too. Yeah. So, I guess kind of tell us a little bit about that. Like, how do you use that as value, I guess, for building your business. Okay. So first of all, you're helping someone out and you're building a connection with them. And then so connection is all your thing. Yes. Okay. So that's (laughs) what I was going to kind of lead into is that I feel like a lot of people will try for a few months or however long they try for, and then they'll give up and they'll, they'll think, Oh, I'm never going to get any business out of this. Or they bought all the product that they need from me and that's it and now our our time is over and I'm going to go on to this group. 
And as far as networking is concerned, you can't leapfrog. You can't just be jumping from group to group without getting, maintaining a connection or creating a connection with somebody because that's what it's all about. It's about getting to know somebody, having somebody get to know you, genuinely caring about that person and creating that friendship and that relationship. And then they want to support you because they love you Mm -hmm. and you love spending your time with them because, you know, it's a mutual agreement. It's not just I'm in it for the money or I'm in it for this. And that's One thing that's bothered me about being in my networking group is the people that sign up for a few months at a time, they, we all utilize their business or have referred them out and then they feel like they got everything that they could and business has slowed down and so they're going to leave. And to me, networking, yes, it's about building your business, but for me, it's friendship first and it's about creating connection. So... It's like you just saying that, it actually reminds reminded me of what I had mentioned on another podcast of like how my dad said, you know, you have to do what you love and the like money will come, come later. Right. And because this had to do with, you know, me going to college and I was like, well, what am I doing in college? Like, I don't even know what I want to do for college. And, you know, his whole spiel was like, do you like doing hair? Because if you like it and you love it, then focus all of your time and energy nurturing that, and then the money will come. So it's kind of like the same thing with relationships. The more you nurture those relationships and build those connections, eventually it will come. It almost sounds kind of selfish, though, of, like, people to be, like, joining a group and then just being like, what's in it for me? Right. Exactly. Instead of it... That's why it bothers me. Being about, like, hey, let's... I want to be part of something. Yeah. Yeah. So they're two different things. So do you guys, like, filter out people, like, or, like, do you interview people or they can just join and you Uh, just hope they work out for the best? They apply and Missy actually knows every single member. I think, I'm not sure, but I think there's about 300 of us total. And she will... It's a lot of bees. Yeah, that you have, (laughs) you have to give references and she will check through that reference list and she'll check you out in a way. And then she visits the groups often. So she will personally say hi to you and get to know you. And she's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a great, uh, definitely a great way. I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head though. It's about relationships and that's what our industry really is about too. Yeah. We even again talked about this on, I think the last podcast we did about how, you know, you could do like, amazing hair but have like a shitty attitude you know and people aren't going to come to you You want to go to somebody who you connect with exactly and you know because you we all can most of us we we do okay hair great hair right right (laughs) (laughs) but i've i've met so many hairdressers that do okay hair and they have like this abundant clientele because their personality just they click with their clients and their clients want to come back because they, they enjoy the time. Them. Yeah. They enjoy the time they're in that chair with that right. stylist. And they feel good when they leave. It's about the feeling you give them. Right. It's not always about the hair. hair. Like, it is. That's important. Don't get me wrong. Like right. We want it's the hair to look good. Factor, but it's not, like, everything. Right. 
And like you were talking about earlier with Toys R Us not having any experience, and that's probably why their sales went down. It's the same thing with being behind the chair. It's not about you and how you feel or the kind of hair that you want to do. It's about your guest and your, your guest experience. And so you need to make sure that you're giving them the experience that they came in for or they're going to leave. And no longer, I've heard so many people talk about it. I listen to Britt Siva. I listen to Jamie Dana. I listen to as many people that talk about social media and marketing as I can. And what I hear from all of them is that just serving coffee and cookies and washing someone's hair and giving them a great haircut and giving them a great color and taking their picture, that's basic. That's expected. You know, it's the experience above and beyond that that's going to set you apart. Totally. Yeah. I 100% agree. It's like, you know, you have to have, I think eventually, like, as you are grow within the industry, especially if you're new, I think we have, like, a lot of people who might be new to the industry listening to this, you know, it's like, or even, even seasoned ones too, you kind of have to figure out what, you know, your thing is. My friend Don Bradley hair, I don't know if you uh, have, you know, follow her on Instagram or not, but she gave like this really great presentation um, at Ember retreat last year where I, when I went and she was talking about like, what is your point of difference? Like when, when your client or your guest comes into your salon, what is your point of difference? What's the one thing that's going to set you apart? And for her, uh, one of the things that I really loved and I really want to implement into the salon, I actually thought about it today while we were at, shopping at Michael's. <laughs> Um, so her point of difference is having like this little goodie bag filled with like things that she likes. So it might be like a wet brush, maybe like some mini favorite products. She makes sure she has a menu, her business card, and it's just like this cute little like, you know, take home bag after her very, very first visit, you know, a client might come and see her and she hands it to them. And it's kind of like, wow, oh, thanks. I didn't expect to get all these goodies. And you know, or it might be like cupcakes or like whatever your thing is, like that you're gifting almost to your client along with the experience or whatever that might be. Maybe it's like a special treatment that you include with all of your services or, you know, I don't know what it could be, but what is your point of difference? And so that really made me think like, what is our point of our point of difference, you know, or it could be like the way you brand yourself it's there's so yeah it's there's so many avenues to it yeah but the reality is is there's literally just within a square mile from where we're at there's probably like 20 hair salons you know yeah so how do we differentiate ourselves from the other salons how did we differentiate ourselves from the stylists yeah you know cuz if there's 20 salons in a square mile there's like at least five to ten stylists, if not more, working in each of the salons, right? <laughs> it's a lot of that's a lot of hairstylists. So how do you set yourself apart? But I love that you know you gave us some insight into like kind of like a brief overview of yeah. networking. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else to add to like what any uh, extra advice? Well, what yeah? Why don't you end us with that? What type of advice? would you give someone who is barely starting out with networking? I would say 
figure out your target market. I have purchased the Jamie Dana Ohot Graham a couple years ago, but it never expires, so that's awesome because I'm <laughs> such a procrastinator. But one of the first exercises she has you do is to write all of the qualities down that your target market would be. And I could talk on that forever, and that could be a totally other thing that we talk about, maybe not this podcast, but basically find your target market, which briefly would be women for me, and then I could narrow that scope down. So I quickly found out that the Chamber of Commerce was not going to be my avenue for networking, and I did it through trial and error, but... Hopefully, I can help you figure it out on your own without having to go through everything I did just by explaining that you want to figure out the type of people that you want in your chair, and you can't be everything to everyone or you're going to be nothing to anyone because you're not going to please everybody, and you're just going to run yourself ragged trying to. So you have to specialize in something or or you're going to specialize in nothing. So you have to be something that a certain type of person seeks out, and then you have to seek out those type of people and whatever groups that you're going to be in. So find a group, and then don't give up. Just stay for a year at least. I Just build those connections, and if you absolutely are annoyed or dislike the people in your group, then leave. I mean, I've been in a few networking groups that were free, And I left because, first of all, there was barely any commitment level. And also, it didn't seem like they were really interested in referring me out or using me. It was just... And there are groups out there like this where it's just a group of business people getting together talking about business. And personally, I can find that on my computer. And I listen and I watch (laughs) as much as I can. So I don't need to go at 6 a.m. in Dana Point and meet people to talk about business when I can do it in the comfort of my own home. I go and I meet with people to connect with people. So to just try to make a connection and don't give up on that connection unless it really seems like it's going nowhere. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. Consistency is key in anything you do. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And I know this was like probably a little nerve wracking for you to come on to our <laughs> podcast, but I'm really excited that we kind of opened up this conversation about networking and I, I'm looking forward to, you know, dissecting it a little bit further with you later on. And yeah. I think this was like great, you know, 101 advice. The introduction. Yeah. <laughs> So thanks so much, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.